0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following
1: is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. The reigning American League Division champions head into 2020 with their sights
0: set on bigger things. This is the show that keeps you plugged into that pursuit with all the news, moves, and more. It's the Twins Hot Stove Show, presented by Killabrew Root Beer, locally owned
2: and operated. It's how memories are created and legends are made. And here's your host of the Hot Stove Show, Chris Atterbury. Well, good evening once again and welcome to the Twins Hot Stove Show. It's brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer. Locally owned and operated, how memories are created and legends are made. Pleased to have you with us here as we continue our journey through the ever-evolving offseason in regards to the Minnesota Twins and obviously all of Major League Baseball. Lots to discuss here today, and we are very excited to have Twins President Dave St. Peter join us from the owners' meeting in Dallas, and they are ginning up all sorts of news there. Uh, not necessarily all of it the type, I think, that uh, baseball fans want to be talking about, but certainly important stuff to get to, and Dave St. Peter, kind enough to step out of meetings and give us some time for... From the owners' meetings a little bit later on. We're going to play our game and announce our winner from our What's Brewing competition. And of course, we'll play three cuts with Dave at the tail end of our program tonight. We welcome in everybody joining us across our network of fine affiliates, also, everybody joining us on Facebook Live. And for those of you tuning in, well, a few days from now, I look into the future and say, Thank you for downloading us wherever you find your favorite Twins podcast. Right now, what would our show be without the chance to use our sounder? Let's get to our baseball bulletin. Ah, our producer Mark the last man, still using a typewriter for all of his correspondence. Baseball bulletin, and we start just after we closed up shop on our program a week ago at Derek Falvey with Jake O'Dorizzi accepting the qualifying offer from the Minnesota Twins. He will be a twin. He will garner the second highest ever yearly salary for a twin behind only Joe Maurer. And he fills in obviously a hole in that twins' rotation moving forward. Some other good news. Luis arise congratulations as he welcomes in his second daughter Esther in the last couple of days. Also some baseball news and congratulations in order for some Twins minor leaguers as the 40-man roster has a few new additions. Now they entered today with a roster of 32 of 40 filled. They had to go ahead and add some folks to that 40-man roster or else they would have been eligible for the Rule 5 draft. Yoan Duran has been added. Gilberto Celestino has been added. Dakota Chalmers, Travis Blankenhorn have been added as well. That brings the roster up to 36. Still four openings. Remember, if you trade for someone, you sign someone, well, you have to make some room on that roster Others who need to be protected, guys like Wander Javier, Luis Rijo, Griffin Jacks, Luke Rayleigh is a guy certainly in that consideration. Tom Hackamer, uh, Giovanni Moran, Sam Clay, Moises Gomez, Tyler Wells, Trey Cabbage, Xander Wheel, all names being bandied about as to whether or not they will be added or they will be risked in the Rule Five Draft that will occur, of course, at the upcoming winter meetings. Other news as far as the Twins are concerned. Max Kepler, who we had hoped to have on the program, not going to join us today uh, from Germany, where he has just wrapped up a five-day, four-city tour. But he did have a chance to do some media over the course of a trip that saw him putting on camps in a couple of locations around his native country, where he's still hoping to get more interest in the game of baseball so that perhaps there's some little kid out there at one of his camps who will one day surpass Max as MLB's all-time German-born home run leader. Yeah, it's it's low, you know. They they're gonna push the the country sports, so it's overshadowed by soccer. But I think with time and through the kids, if we if we push the game the right way, it'll be there at some point. You know, it'll take time and patience. Um, but you know, it's like soccer in the U.S. Uh, it's overshadowed by baseball and football. It, it'll be hard, but we got a great community here, and I
0: got
1: to you know be a part of them again since a long time, and uh, I'm gonna be coming back every winter and doing the most I can.
2: That's the voice of Max Kepler, again hoping to push baseball in his native Germany and we'll revisit that topic with Dave St. Peter and perhaps broach the idea of a Twins game or series in Germany a little bit later here in the program. Right now though, let's give away a prize. It's our What's Brewing competition. It's brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer and Robert Kim congratulations. You're going to end up with a Killebrew Root Beer prize pack on your front stoop. Remember our question last week was, who was the unsung hero of the Minnesota Twins? We've got some interesting responses. A couple for La Tortuga, Williams Ostadio, Eddie Rosario, Trevor May, Sergio Romo, a James Rousen nod. And one very creative idea that Brian Anderson, who broke the arm of Corey Kluber with his line drive, might have been the unsung hero for Minnesota. That's not the winning entry. Robert Kim had that. He said Taylor Rogers, a guy who held together the bullpen all year long, should have been an all-star and was often overlooked because of the offensive Dramatics of the Bomba Squad. So, Robert Kim, congratulations. You are our first What's Brewing winner of the year. And if you're a first, it means we're going to have a second. And we're going to have that second this week. And it could be you because the Hall of Fame ballot is out. In addition to uh, holdovers like Kurt Schilling, controversial holdovers like Roger Clemens, Barry Bonds, Manny Ramirez, uh, guys like Sammy Sosa still on the ballot, Larry Walker. Is this the year for Larry Walker or the great Omar Vizquel? 18 newcomers. The one big name there is Derek Jeter. You can find a link, and we'll tweet that link out to you, of the ballot. We want you to submit your ballot. Vote for five. Tell us what five you would vote for for this year's Hall of Fame and why. And you could be the winner of our What's Brewing competition brought to you by Brew Root Beer. It's hashtag Twins Radio, at Twins Radio. Again, you'll find a link to who is eligible, and then you can add your name, to that list. That is our baseball bulletin. That is our what's brewing competition. We have Dave St. Peter coming up to continue our conversation with a lot of big picture issues around Major League Baseball throughout the rest of our program. But as we head to break, A very sad and tragic week in the Twins family as well with the passing of 23-year-old Ryan Costello in New Zealand where he was reporting for duty in the Australian Baseball League. He was acquired from the Mariners along with Chase DeYoung and the Zach Duke deal. He was, according to folks in the system who worked with him, one of the all-time good guys. He will be deeply missed and a reminder here. Uh, And maybe it struck me even extra hard as I heard the news while attending a funeral in my own right. uh, Not just a roster spot, not just a number, not just a guy in a box score. Uh, He's a son. He's a sibling. He's a friend. He's a loved one. And he has gone way, way too soon. And we mourn the passing of Ryan Costello. We'll take a break. We're back in a moment on your home for Twins Baseball. Welcome back to the Twins Hot Stove Show. It's brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. It's how memories are created and legends are made. And again, if you'd like to win a Killebrew Root Beer prize back, we encourage you to play along with our What's Brewing competition Uh, As just detailed right now, though, we turn our attention uh, to the Minnesota Twins and we journey down to the Lone Star State of Texas, where the owner meetings are in full swing. A lot going on there, a lot of news coming out of Texas and Twins President Dave St. Peter is kind enough to step out of some of those meetings and chat with us on the hot stove show here tonight. And Dave, I will I will uh, open with this. Uh, I headed back to to my hometown uh, for for a family event this last week as I went through the airport I had my, my twins giveaway Father's Day socks on at TSA and the sure. the screener looked at him and said, Hey buddy, ninety nine days till spring training starts. So <laughs> boy, I guess you could say we are fully uh fully pointed forward towards two thousand twenty, huh?
0: Wow, well, Chris, it's great to be with you. No doubt. And uh I think there I know there's a lot of excitement across twins territory about you know, what transpired over the course of 2019 and the, the 101 wins and the 307 home runs. And I think that, I think that that fan base is energized and really excited about what 2020 can be and, and, and know, I think firsthand that this offseason presents an opportunity for us to get better. So, you know, that work will continue, I think, through the winter meetings and probably beyond. Um, I'm in Dallas now for owners meetings and there's a lot of discussions, I'd say big picture discussions about the, The game itself and a lot of issues that are that are being bandied around or about not just 2020 season, but many years beyond that in terms of rule changes or uh, potential um, um, other aspects of the game that are really important to the health of baseball.
2: Well, let's talk about that. we We kind of hit on some of the the twins uh, roadmap, if you will, with Derek last week and, and we documented some of the folks who've maybe been you know, jumped up onto the forty man roster and whatnot. But you're in a unique position to talk about issues that I think you hit the the phrase perfectly for the future health of the game of baseball. And some of those involve rule changes. Some of those currently unfortunately involve investigations and how rules will be applied let's start there that's a hot button issue for fans the sign stealing issue and Rob Manfred has said he'll be more than willing to to bring the hammer down it's an odd uh, structural element though right because the commissioner works for the owners and historically commissioners who have punished owners even very much within the rules sometimes that can come back and bite you in terms of how long you're the commissioner now I don't think that's an issue with where Rob is currently with this group of owners but while fans are talking about what's going on with that situation, are owners talking about what's going on as as vehemently or uh, with as much interest as as perhaps the fans are?
0: Well, there's no doubt that that everybody associated with the game is, I think, is is, is watching that situation and, and certainly concerned. I think the commissioner said it said it best this week. I know there's an ongoing investigation. I think the intent is to get that investigation right to uncover all of the. The facts. Um, I, I, I expect it's going to play out here for a, a while. I don't expect a, a, a swift conclusion there, but it's, I think it's important. We're talking about the integrity of our game, and obviously, I think you know, every uh, everybody wants us to to, to to get that right and to do. And, and, and I know I trust the commissioner will take the action that he thinks is necessary to protect the best interests of baseball. So. Um, But that'll play out. I think that, you know, I'm comfortable that MLB and the investigative unit here will do the right thing over time relative to to those allegations.
2: Uh, uh, Is the sense that that people are nervous about how this will turn out or are they more eager to to do the laundry and have it all come out clean?
0: Yeah, I mean, I you know, obviously I, what I don't like about it is I, I, I'd rather be talking about um, hot stove and free agency and trade rumors and things of that nature. Uh, unfortunately, we're talking about looking back instead of looking forward. So uh, I think there's a chunk of people that would prefer to to move on from this. But I think we have to get it right. Again, the integrity of our game is at stake. I think the commissioner has, has focused uh, on, on, on that and, and you know, you know, over time, it's going to be a hot-button topic, you know, obviously, until it's resolved.
2: And moving forward, Dave, uh, some new rules, perhaps, and some new structural elements to how the game is going to look moving forward. We'll get to the minor league issue in a bit, but in terms of the roster-type stuff, the the idea that you're going to go to 26 men instead of 25, September's going to be 28 instead of 40, you're going to be labeling your players, you're a pitcher or you're a position player, um, and, and then there's the one that maybe has drawn the most on-field discussion from uniform personnel, which is the minimum three batter or the end of a half inning for a pitcher. Of those various ideas, uh, A, are they all going to be on the books for 2020 at this point, in your opinion? Uh, And B, which of those maybe is the one that is the object of the most discussion amongst ownership right now?
0: Well, I think they're you know those are all obviously um, have been discussed for quite some time, Chris. So I think the roster stuff is is, is pretty non-controversial at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, the 26-man, and then obviously the September rules, which I think is really significant progress uh, when you think that we play our most important games of the season under really different rules in terms of the number of players that are available. I, I don't think that was ever really a good outcome for baseball. So I think we all feel good about that. I know that the 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 commissioner is addressing the, uh, uh, the, the pitcher the throwing to three hitters at a minimum. I know that's still getting some dialogue. I, I, I expect it will be part of the landscape in 2020, but, but, but until the commissioner um, comes out and announces that, I suppose there's still some question there. But uh, I also know that there's a lot of dialogue about other uh, potential changes to our game in terms of uh, the way the game is played. Uh, uh, there's been a lot of discussion over the course of time of things that have been tested. Um, out, out in the uh, independent league um, in, in New York, I think there's discussion about expanding some of those tests into traditional minor league baseball next summer as we continue to find, uh, really search for some progressive ways to maybe speed games uh, up, but also to maybe create some. Some new dynamics inside of games around different rule changes that could be introduced.
2: Yeah, and I couldn't agree more with you in terms of the forty-man roster. I, that one was always kind of a uh, a non sequitur that you change how you play down the stretch in those meaningful ball games. I think part of the reason that maybe the minimum batter's face draws more scrutiny or more conversation <sighs> is sparked is because some people have seen this as a are we opening a, a lid on pandora's box in terms of how i can best deploy my guys during a game and why would we limit or are we going to limit that and what could potentially come from that is that where some of the conversation in the back and forth is in terms of well if we if we say you can't utilize your guys based how you think is best we're going to do it you know you have to you have to face 3 yeah you know is that is that the concern is it a concern about maybe things that may or may not even be on the table moving forward? Yeah, I,
0: I think there's always a concern about maybe unintended consequences um, that that come along with any time you create change. So, you know, I think there's a lot of, of vetting um, on it. You know, clearly the, the the hope was, I think, with that rule change is that it would, yes, create some new strategy inside of the game, which we think is, I think on one hand, a really good thing, but it also would uh, try to, to maybe mitigate some of the, the 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 specialists kind of lefty on lefty matchups and trying to you know hopefully speed up our game in terms of just the sheer number of pitching changes that we've uh, dealt with over time. So yeah, um, time will tell uh, on that front in terms of that whether that's going to become reality. But um again, it's another example that uh, change is hard and even talking about change is hard. So baseball obviously is dealing with that. I give Commissioner Manfred credit; he's willing to challenge some of the sacred cows and. We're working to try to make our game better over the long term.
2: Well, and Dave, don't you think it's important to bring that last point up because while fans and individuals may not agree with all or some or maybe any of the changes, if you don't change, we're still pitching off a flat you know, a flat rectangle and leaving gloves in the field and there's no uh, minority players in the game. I mean, you have to change or uh, like a town, you, you dry up and become a ghost town.
0: Yeah, you know, and you just look at other sports. I mean, think about the National Football League and all of the rule changes that have taken place over time, um, and how the game has evolved over time into a obviously a high uh, you know high wire act around passing the football. Um, you know, that was it. Always you know, it wasn't always that way. The biggest reason it is that way now is the rule changes. Um, think of the NBA with the you know the three point shot, and maybe someday we could see a four point shot. You know, and I think fans actually w- would look forward to that baseball for whatever reason probably because of all of the history that we enjoy with our sport I think is uh, is held to a little higher standard around the rule changes and where I can respect and appreciate that on some level I, do, I think it also can hold us back and uh, I would just ask fans to keep an open mind that uh, you know uh, change uh, uh, will come to baseball I think it'll be it'll come in a measured pace but it also will come with the hope that we're going to continue to evolve our game, and ensure our game is of interest to all fans of all ages, and uh, hopefully maybe find a way to attract some new fans as well, which is going to be important for us.
2: Well, on that note, we, we want to address the idea, the proposal, about the structural change of, of how players are developed. And this has to deal with minor league baseball and the proposal to eliminate uh, some of the the venues and some of the leagues and some of the franchises and maybe make it almost more of an academy-type situation to change how the, the players are drafted or the number of players that are drafted. And this, to me, becomes a real interesting talking point because there are a couple of things that can collide here where both parties who are of the same party can have Uh, very valid arguments. One is, if you feel you can develop players better and more efficiently by not doing it the way it's always been done, more power to you. But on the other side, folks like yourself, Dave, you're not just in charge of getting players who can win, you're in charge of developing fans, and you're in charge of developing a product and selling a product. And if you remove access to a product in 42 markets, then now your job maybe is different or more challenging. How heated are those conversations and how far along are those conversations?
0: Yeah, you know, a the, the lot of uh, the back and forth uh, media around the the proposed uh, um, maybe reimagining the the structure of minor league baseball, and I would say it's 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 still probably early in, in that negotiation, probably the first three innings. Um, <laughs> but I think the vision here has been um, a little bit misstated. You know, I don't think anybody from Major League Baseball is looking to eliminate 42 franchises. I think the vision here has always been to reimagine what those 42 franchises would be, meaning maybe they become part of an independent league, similar to what the St. Paul Saints play in. Maybe they become part of a College Wood Bat League, similar to what we see with the Northwoods League. And I think Major League Baseball stands uh, prepared to to play an active role in ensuring the success of what I guess they're calling the Dream League in their proposal. I think the idea is to make the affiliated system more efficient, and and most of that is rooted in uh, player wellness, uh, travel, um, uh, clubhouse facilities, weight room facilities, nutrition facilities, uh, the playing field and uh, the conditions. Um, it, I think in our view, um, um, the, the reform that has been proposed on minor league baseball is fully rooted in the holistic development of players. And therefore, you know, I think it's, a, it's an important discussion and one that I think requires maybe people to make sure that they do a little digging and get their facts correct, uh, uh, before they make certain assumptions around what the proposal really is, because the intent is not to eliminate baseball uh, in any of those markets. The the intent is to maybe reimagine uh, how it would look in those
2: markets. And reimagine the role that Major League Baseball would play in terms of, of those markets, because uh, it wasn't all that long ago that the National Association actually went out of their way to distinguish teams that were affiliated and teams that weren't, and it was very divisive, so it's nice to see that 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 chasm, I think, is closed a little bit to where we all realize that more baseball is probably good for for everybody down the road, and I think that's a positive development. But uh, you got the attention of Congress, which can be good or can be bad, um, and you've even got some congressmen who dro- dropped the dreaded uh, antitrust into their into their sternly worded letter. So it, it feels like that there's still a long way to go in this one before before people even, like you said, understand exactly what it is. Is that fair?
0: No doubt. No doubt. I think that, I think that is fair, uh, Chris. And, you know, from a twins perspective, you know, we obviously very much appreciate our existing affiliate structure. It's, it's been central to our success and, you know, we're going to continue to work uh, towards that for 2020 and potentially beyond, but we also understand and respect the, uh, you know, MLB's desire to to try to craft uh, maybe a structure that's going to serve the game better over the longer term. And again, I go back to the previous session change is hard, right? And, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, baseball i think has always held to a little different standard maybe than some of the other sports around enacting that change uh, i think the biggest misnomer is that baseball is trying to eliminate franchises that's not the intent uh, the hope is is to is to try to create a more efficient system for affiliated baseball and how can we preserve baseball in those other markets that That would fall short of that affiliation. I think that's the question and it's a discussion I know baseball's looking forward to have.
2: Dave, that's a great explanation of a really complicated topic that often gets surface surface play in in terms of how people uh, consume it. Really appreciate you kind of uh, shining a little more light on that. It's a very complicated issue and it can't be I think discussed or dismissed in simple terms. And we appreciate you kind of allowing us to go inside and behind the the curtain a little bit on what is exactly going on in terms of that. Dave St. Peter is the president of the Minnesota Twins. He's going to stick around for one more segment. There's a lot of super fun things to talk about going on this offseason as well. And we'll do that with Dave St. Peter when we return to the Twins Hot Stove Show next on your home for Twins Baseball. Welcome back to the Hot Stove Show. It's the Twins Hot Stove Show brought to you by Killabrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. It's how memories are created and legends are made. President Dave St. Peter joining us from the owners' meetings in Dallas, Texas. And we've been talking about a lot of the things that have uh, caught hold in terms of their newsworthiness about uh, changes. Uh, and are they good? Are they bad? Everybody has an opinion. Before we get to three cuts, Dave, where we're going to have some fun with some questions, I want to talk about just the fact that we're coming off a season where we saw arguably as many dynamic, fun, multi-talented in a variety of ways young players as this game has had at one time in a long, long time. And in terms of that, sometimes I feel like we forget with all the rigmarole around the specifics of the rules and whatnot, that right now from age 19 to about 25, there are a lot of really dynamic, charismatic baseball players in this game
0: well chris i I couldn't agree more i you know you could argue there's more talent in the game that's under twenty five than ever before that's certainly the trend line in our game and 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 the twins have clearly been you know one of those clubs that's uh, that, that, that that i think is is, is driving that I, I think you're going to continue to see that and you know i think it's um, I think that that's you know that's that's a i think a testament to the uh, player development system that's also a testament i think to what college baseball is across our country today and and, and, and as as well as just, you know, obviously players coming out of um uh, Latin America and other places that are that are just, you know, at, at a level beyond maybe where where they used to be. So um, you know, we're our job ultimately is to prepare players for success at the major leagues and, you know, um player development systems player development uh Uh, leaders have just gotten more and more sophisticated with approaches. And I I, I think that ultimately is a good thing for our game.
2: And you talk about spreading the game and where players come from, and that will segue beautifully into our three-cuts segment where we have you grab a bat and step into the batter's box to face a couple of softballs that I will lob your way. And we're going to start with Germany because Max Kepler is wrapping up a a five-day, four-city trip, some some camps all across his native country. He is the, of course, German home-run king. We've seen Major League Baseball have games played in in England. They're going to do that again. They've been in Mexico. They've been in a lot of other locales. Do you foresee a Major League Baseball game, regular season game, series it would have to be, with the Minnesota Twins and Max Kepler ever being played in Germany?
0: You know, I think it's a maybe. Um, You know, there, There isn't really an active dialogue about that today. But as we all know, Major League Baseball played their first games in London a year ago, they'll go over again this year and play with, I think, the Cubs and the Cardinals. And uh, I know beyond uh, London, there are other markets uh, in Europe that that are seeking games. and Germany's clearly in that mix. So um, I, would, I would say that, that hopefully over Max's tenure with the Twins, and we know he's going to be here for a while, that the opportunity to go to Germany and, 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 and for the Twins organization to go there, but for Max to go there as a twin, would be a really special uh, thing for the organization and for Max and his family and, frankly, for a lot of great baseball uh, fans uh, over there in Europe. So that's a dialogue we've certainly had with the league, but uh, we'll see how it plays out here over the next few years.
2: Well, on that same note, and we're going to make this a little more personal for you, we talked about England, Mexico. They played in Omaha in conjunction with the College World Series, Williamsport in conjunction with the Little League World Series, Field of Dreams in Dyersville coming up uh, this summer, Fort Bragg for some of our service members. So the ability to, to take Major League Baseball to some different places, we've seen that. If you got to pick, if they said, Dave, you can take the Twins, and we love Target Field, and it is as good as it gets as a, as a home base, we're going to allow you to play a home game or series anywhere you want. Where would Dave St. Peter, short of Bismarck, where would Dave St. Peter uh, <laughs> want the Twins to play a home game?
0: Boy, that's a great question. You know, I'd probably you know, I'd probably say that in the crazy idea department, I'd love to see a border battle with the Brewers, but let's play the game not in Milwaukee. Let's go up to a Green Bay and play it at Lambeau Field. Ooh. Let's figure out a way to convert that to a ballpark and, and play baseball up there in Lambeau. And uh, we'll get a few friends from the Vikings over with us, and uh, the Brewers can have the Packers, and, 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 and we'll play a game over there. But uh, uh, we've talked about it. We've goked about it with the Brewers, and, it's somewhere on a list deep inside of baseball around crazy ideas. So we'll see someday if that could happen.
2: I like that. And if you hit a home run, you can jump into the stands, like into exactly. the front row, right? Because
0: With a that... leap as you, as you round third base.
2: I think a great answer. When we were banding about the question, we, we thought, what if we set up a stadium at the base of Mount Rushmore? Play a game out there. Oh, that's pretty yeah, good. That, as well. that was what
0: pretty that was. Good. A, I, I like that one as well, Chris. Yeah, uh, kind of, I love it. Both of those are great ideas.
2: Yeah, the western part of uh, Twins territory. There. Last question here. We're talking about all these potential rule changes and ideas. None of them just pop up out of nowhere. They're all thoroughly vetted and and thought about. And, and none of this has gone into in simplistic form. If you were the the czar of baseball for a day, Dave. Is there a change in the game structurally, or a rule, or something that you would propose that you think would make this game better in the short term and the long term?
0: Yeah, you know, I'd probably, it's probably too cliched, but I, I just I think it's time to to get to a universal DH. I, I really believe that. I think we need to. I'm not sure there's as much distinction between the American and National League as there once was, and I'm, I'm excited for a day when we can get to that. I think it's probably going to require us to maybe think about some level of realignment and maybe even expansion to get to 32 teams for that to happen, but um, which could maybe allow you to do some really different things around the schedule. And I know there's a lot of ideas there, but I think the DH is one thing that I would look to change. I think that as much as I can appreciate the national league nuance and um, probably easy for me to say it because we're in the American league, I just think people want to see great hitters and, uh, I'm not sure anybody's interested in watching pictures hit, but that's my view of it. That'd probably be the one thing I'd point to is a low-hanging fruit.
2: All right. There you have it. That's Dave St. Peter, Twins President. Dave, we appreciate it. Insightful, interesting as always. And again, want to double down and thank you for kind of allowing us to take the cap off the simple version of what's going on at the owners meetings with some of these very complex proposals and making them a little more accessible for all of us as we try to formulate opinions of our own and watch it uh, from afar. So we appreciate your time and your thoughtfulness as always. And uh, you enjoy Texas while you can. and We'll see you back up here and try to keep it Uh, warm as long as possible before you get back
0: all right chris take care my friend all right that's
2: dave st peter joining us to wrap up another edition of our hot stove show it's brought to you by killer root beer locally owned and operated how memories are created and legends are made a reminder that you can tune into the hot stove show live of course across our network every wednesday and of course you can play along with our what's brewing competition next week will be a thanksgiving edition until then chris saturday saying so long on your home Twins baseball You've been listening to the Twins Hot Stove Show, sponsored by Killebrew Root
0: Beer. Locally owned and operated, it's how memories are created and legends are made.
1: This has been a presentation of a Treasure Island Baseball Network. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best